Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show, episode 125. Crazy, crazy. I think it's August 31st. You know, I know that because yesterday was, uh, yeah, a great day in the life of Dave Van Auken, uh, the old birthday yesterday. So, uh, man, I don't know if you guys saw it. If you haven't, go to Fight Bananas Official on IG. A very, very, uh, very cool gift, I say, or just a little, you know, a little uh, up. Uh, uphill thing. It was awesome. Uh, they made a video, some of my best friends in the business and um, just uh, wishing me happy birthday. It was awesome. It was very cool. So a couple of shout outs for sure. They know who they are, uh, man. Love them and uh, dearly. It was awesome. It was great stuff. All right. A lot of stuff to get to. A lot of things to talk about and busy week in front of us. So let's try to uh, do what we do. Um, the anchor of, the, of this show, guys, Felicia Spencer, comes on. She's going to make her phenomenal picks and her lock picks for UFC Paris. That's at the end of the show. Also, I did a little video about uh, Sean Strickland. He's out October 15th. Main event, Jared Kinnear. You probably saw his mangly finger, uh, finger on social media. He's out. And I kind of give you my uh, top three takes on people who should get that spot. Why? Who should fight Kinnear? It's a big spot, guys. Big main event now with... With Izzy and Pierre fighting, and then even Whitaker and Vittori fighting on UFC Paris and the co-main, a lot of big uh, middleweight movement, and Kinnear's right there in the middle. He just went five rounds with the champion. Uh, he has defeated some of the best guys in the division, so uh, big, big spot. So I'll go there, but let me kind of start where I think you guys think I would start, and uh, just got back from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, a lot of great... Pros and cons, I guess, out of that trip. A lot of great stuff happened. Um, I probably will get on that on the other side of this. But I guess let's kind of start where, um, you know, where it didn't go the way we wanted. It didn't go our way. And, of course, I'm talking about the Taylor Starlin uh, Bare Knuckle FC Flyweight Championship match. The main event, Bare Knuckle FC 28. And uh, didn't go didn't, didn't go our way. Uh, she lost via first round TKO to the misfit, to the champ, to the deserving, respectful champion, Christine Fiera. Um, not, I'll, I'll kind of tell a little bit beforehand and then, of course, everything that transpired afterwards. So a little bit beforehand is uh, it was great. It was great. The, um, the momentum and the camaraderie and the feelings and, uh, the, the moments, the weigh-in, uh, the weigh-in dinner, our, our our infamous weigh-in dinner with Taylor Starlin, all that was uh, terrific, was amazing. Um, right before the official weigh-ins, uh, early in the morning before like the media weigh-ins, like the show-off weigh-ins, right, at five, um, we all were hanging all, you know, this is where, I don't have to tell any of this of the fighters listening to this. Of course, if you listen to this as a fan, you probably know the, the last 10, 20 minutes before you weigh in, right? It's probably got to be one of the worst 10, 20, ag you know, agonizing minutes of the week, weeks on it, right? And, but in those 10, 20 minutes, the room, uh, they had, you know, we're in two hotel rooms was great. We we're all laughing. Uh, her team is just amazing. I have nothing but love and respect for their team. Don't have to... Name them individually. They all, they all know who they are. And it was just, it was great to be around. And uh, to be honest, I feel, still feel um, appreciative. And I feel honored to kind of just be a part of it. Um, 
to be blunt, you know, it's, it's very cool. They've always taken me in and uh, we've always had a great, great relationship. Um, me, myself personally and fight bananas with Taylor Starlin and her, uh, you know, her fight bananas, right. Her, uh, her gym on warrior, uh, her boyfriend, Keith, just all, all those, right. That we just always have been, uh, really tight and I hope we will always be really tight. Right. So the weigh-ins, uh, happened. Uh, that was awesome. Very fun. Very, uh, big louds met a lot of people there at weigh-ins. It was cool. You know, taking a couple pictures. It was great. Um, just kind of being with Taylor in that moment. And then the weigh-in dinner was amazing. She probably doesn't want me to tell you this, but I will, uh, especially all the people that are uh, hating on her and all the people that are uh, sending her bullshit her way. Um, we went to a really, really nice dinner. One of those high-end, like Brazilian steakhouse things. They, they, you, you have the green ticket on your on the your table, and they keep coming to you. Hey, we have filet. Cool, I want one of those. Hey, we have garlic glazed chicken. Oh yeah, we have bacon scallops. Like, you know, it's that place. It was amazing. We all had cheesecake afterwards. And uh, like I said, you probably don't, she probably doesn't want me to, but I will. Uh, Taylor Starlin paid for the whole dinner. There's nine of us there. We don't have to get into numbers, but just the thought and the care for her to do that to me just was amazing. Um, champion, uh, you know, might not have the, the championship belt. They not have the bare knuckle FC championship, but just the champion in life. That's who Taylor Starlin is. And uh, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, great, great night before. She said she felt great the day of. Um, and then the fight happened. Didn't go our way. But just to see from afar all the um, bullshit. <laughs> to see all the scummy, scummy comments. And that's just going to be a part of the business. And we all know that. Um, it's funny. I always think that now it's, it's, I <laughs> not like I want it. I would rather have everyone, every comment on my, um, socials be Dave, you're the best. You have great hair. Uh, you're good looking, but it's not. And we just know that's the ballpark we get ourselves into, especially the higher we get, uh, the, the more I see you. And that's just a part of the game. Um, happened to Derek Jeter. It happened to Tom Brady. Uh, it happens to John Jones and it happens, uh, trinkles all the way down, uh, Taylor Starlin to whoever, to myself. And I just think two, my two main points about what I really want to get into with that is, so you're not gonna, there's a troll on a couch with their social media with no real pictures and they have all, it's like a fake account. And all they do is go on there just to, to throw shade like literally that's their life and they're they're probably miserable in their own skin but the two things that i didn't like out of all that was one is all these people go to taylor starlin's social media the day before and the weighing pictures and the week of pictures and everyone's like dude she's beautiful oh she looks ripped oh she's going to be the new champ all this all these positive things and to see a lot of the same freaking people reverse when it was a low moment for her it's like oh when she was maybe going to be the champ and she was the main event and she was let's just be honest let's be honest here guys and i have nothing but respect for christine taylor starlin was the the face of the card as the challenger she was the name she was the the buzz of bare knuckle fc 28 
and all the people that were buzzing with her to flip because of a bad moment of loss inside that uh, ring, that squared circle is just obnoxious. It's just, it's so, I can't even, like, words don't even describe. It's visceral. It's it's sick. It's gruesome. Gruesome. It's, it's nasty. Just plain nasty. That's one. Then the second thing is this, guys. I respect any person, man, woman, any race, any religion, any political background that steps inside a cage, a ring, a boxing ring, square circle. You guys know what I mean. And any combat sport, karate combat, anything. They put so much on the line. They risk everything. They're on national television. They risk it all. And, and bad shit has happened. Bad shit has happened recently. And for other fighters who knows what 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 it takes to go in there, knows what it takes to walk that walk, knows what it takes to uh, taste defeat, and they're gonna throw shade, they're gonna throw bullshit on Taylor Starlin's way. That to me is just blasphemy. These fighters should know. Yeah, you're gonna have some amazing highs. You're gonna have some some tough highs. You're gonna have some tough lows, and you're going to have some incredibly um, awful maybe moments. Uh, injuries, pull out of fights, you lose. Um, you know, a lot of the people I saw, of course, on the socials have just recently took a, uh, took a loss that maybe they should have won. By the way, Taylor Sterling was the underdog in that fight, guys. The Las Vegas thought Christine was going to do her thing. So for the other fighters to come through throwing shade is guys come on we are better than that we are the community we should prop each other up we should keep building we should make more money together we should talk and help and support and always push our uh products higher uh, i bet you bare knuckle would love to get 9.99 a month instead of 4.99 a month and all the fighters make more money I bet you my sponsors, I wish my sponsors paid me $1,000 more a month and we all make more money. That's only going to happen if we all group together and move up together and push up together and climb that mountain together. It's not going to happen us all tearing each other apart. That shit, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So, um, so all the... Uh, fighter to fighter bullying to me, I think that shit should, should stop. All the... Uh, trolls and you're not gonna be able to stop it but it is what it is it's um it's crummy um you know i made a short little post uh off to the on to the next one uh taylor starling will be back she's the killer she's the killer bee and i uh, can't wait to see what's next all right so that was uh of course the negative of that weekend uh let me tell some of the positive uh i got there to albuquerque new mexico and I, I knew I was going to go to Jackson Wink, the, you know, the main hub, their main uh, building that has some of the best fighters walk through there. Of course, John Jones, Holly Holmes, Michelle Watterson, Cowboy Cerrone, Keith Jardines, and the name goes on and on forever, right? I knew I was going to go there, but wasn't sure on how long and what kind of access I was going to get and who I was going to see and all that. And, um, you know, shout out to a couple names for sure. Made that weekend just tremendous. Made jackson's um you know they opened up with open arms and welcomed me which was really cool 
uh, it, it was great. It was great to be around that gym. I got some great footage of, um, you know, superstar on the rise. Our girl, Lydia Warren, got some great content with her, um, you know, met Terrence McKinney for the first time. Me and Terrence uh, definitely clicked. Uh, we had a great night on fight night. Uh, we definitely had a couple drinks, had a fun time. Uh, it was very cool to kind of hang with him and just, uh, you know, honestly kind of get his mindset on where he's at, what he wants to do, what's next. Uh, it was very cool. It was cool. Uh, met Holly Holm out there. Uh, our girl, Tally Payne, um, met her and a couple of her friends. Uh, Tally was nice enough to, yeah, help and pick this, pick me up from the hotel and drive me to Jackson. I didn't have a car out there. So just everyone involved, Brandon Gibson, absolute studies, the coach, uh, just really good guy. Very, very cool guy. Um, a lot of other younger fighters, uh, Aaron Pico was great. Just, it was very, very cool. Very, very cool. Just uh shout out to everyone there. Made, it made, really made my weekend. Weekend was awesome. Met so many people. It was great to uh, see the gym, feel the gym, uh, be in the gym. You know what I mean? Just kind of really, really connect to the gym was, uh, it was great. It was just something I will, I, I have now, we'll have forever and definitely made some great, um, connections and friendships and I cannot wait to see what's next. You never know, right? That's, that's the fight game. You never know what's next. So, um, very excited for that. Um, yeah, that, that's roll, right? I, like I said, um, just really want to make a statement, I guess, right. Make a statement. That's probably the best way to say it. Um, always support my, my family. So always support our, 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 our people, especially our fight bananas family. So, uh, nothing but support for Taylor Starlin. Um, but yeah, let's get into it guys. I'm going to give you, like I said, my four or five minutes, Sean Strickland's out main event, October 13th. I'm going to get into that. Felicia Spencer will anchor the show and, uh, we'll keep this, keep it running. This is episode 125 of the Dave Van Auken show. Uh, guys, make sure, please, 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 big, especially this weekend, guys, big weekend. Oh, shout out to my guy, SD Dumez, UFC fighter. I can finally say that. Shout out to SD. Um, Guys, go to mybookie.ag today. Make sure to go to mybookie.ag. Uh, use the promo code bananas. I People keep on saying that to me like, oh, what's the promo code, guys? It's promo code bananas. You get 50% off your first deposit. You put $200 in there. You get a free $100. So you can go put that $100. You go put it on Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. He's around minus 240 right now in the main in the co-main event. So go make some money. We'll make around $46 in it. So there we go. Guys. We appreciate it. Sean Strickland, Felicia Spencer. Um, it's going to be a good one. Episode 125 about to be in the books. What's up, guys? Dave here with Fight Bananas. All right, we got some news, right? Sean Strickland is out. You saw that mangled finger uh, yesterday on socials. Dana White after the Contender Series said Strickland is out. Main event, Jared Cannonier, October 15th. Okay, he's out. Who's in? Here's my top three guys. Here's kind of three scenario situations that if I was in charge and some scenarios I like that can be in that main event versus Jared Kinnear, a big, big spot, right? Kinnear just fought Izzy Adesanya, main event, huge pay-per-view, big spot. You know, you're in that top five title contention for the middleweights. You might even have a new champion and Piera towards the end of the year. A lot of stuff moving, right? Big spot. First, uh, and kind of like one of those guys, he's always around. He's a uh, huge on socials. Izzy would love to fight him. He's said that on numerous occasions. I think the number one guy to me, honestly, is Darren Till. I think Till doesn't have a fight. 
him versus Cannoneer. I think they will stand up, right? I think Till's done with uh, wrestling with everyone. So I think Till versus Jared Kinnear. And also, you need a name. You need someone to really pop some juice into this main event. Strickland out. How about Darren Till in? I like that a lot. Another guy. Uh, just fought a couple months ago. His name is the Action Man. How about Christopher Curtis? I know Curtis came in on short notice and fought Hermanson. A big opportunity. Didn't go his way. Uh, didn't maybe love his performance and wants to get back in there. Same thing. Huge opportunity, huge spot. It's if he beats, if Christopher Curtis goes into this main event and beats Jared Kinnear, who just fought five rounds against Israel Asanya and beats him, he like passes where he was going to be, even if he beat Hermanson. Uh, Curtis goes directly into a top five spot, probably maybe even one fight away from a middleweight championship opportunity. Christopher Curtis, I like that. Um, infuse there into a main event last spot how about something that we're probably going to see this weekend uh vittori versus uh, bobby knuckles robert whitaker your favorite fighter my favorite fighter right they're in a big spot co-main event ufc paris if one of them uh wins pretty uh you know just wins in a pretty easy manner doesn't go long distance or even wins a unanimous decision but, uh, you know, it doesn't get hurt. Like, if someone is kind of clean, because that's what? That's six, seven weeks away. I think that's still enough time that you can recover. And both of those guys, let's just be honest, right? Vittori and Whitaker. If Izzy wins and retains the title, they still need one, two more fights to ever get a title shot. And imagine if Robert Whitaker and if Pierre upsets Izzy, like, Whitaker with a win over Vittori and Kinnear, top three, top five guys for the last two years, he would easily get that first title shot against Alex. So I think to me, Robert Whitaker, even Vittori, Vittori needs a little bit of a pop. He needs a little back-to-back. He would get a lot of momentum if he wins UFC Paris co-main event and then goes into this main event against Jared Kinnear on October 15th. That would be a huge uh, swing in his favor. Vittori could be right back into the title picture. Um, of course, against uh, Piera, or he needs to fight. Like, right, Vittori needs to fight multiple two, three, top five ranked guys to ever get a shot back at the title. So there we go. There I go. Sean Strickland is out. I got Darren Till. I think he should slide in. I think that's the, the fight to make. Christopher Curtis is a dark horse sleeper. I like that a lot as well. And then, come on, tell me uh, Whitaker or a Vittori could slide in there as well. That's my top three, guys. Sean Strickland's out. October 15th, Jared Kinnear needs a replacement. Who do you guys have? Let's go. What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken here, Felicia Spencer. Just two Floridians traveling the world, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Canada. Man, but we're kind of back. We're, we're back in our home environment. Fee, how are you doing? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's nice to be home for sure. Um, yeah, just got back a, a matter of hours ago and just kind of recovering. I love how about home. yourself? Uh, same. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, the time difference definitely gets to you a little bit for sure. I was out there in Albuquerque for three days, um, just spending some good time at Jackson Wink doing, that was very cool, unique, uh, little tour I got in the bare knuckle show, but uh, how was yours? I, I love seeing the pictures from afar and 
um, one of our friends, um, Andy Wynn was out there and she was showing stuff and she was like, I'm so happy to be here with Felicia. I was like, that's awesome. So like, how did that go? It was awesome. The Palace Athena show, like the whole promotion is just very like, it's refreshing. It's fun. I mean, obviously it's nice that they want me to be a part of it in, in such a, you know, big way, like commentating and getting to do the in cage interviews and stuff like that. So uh, it's definitely been a fun weekend. I got to bring, I brought my my mom along with me for the ride and nice. we got to spend some time together and she got to see the life, I guess, a little bit with from that side of the cage. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a great show. Uh, I'm excited for their next event announcement. I don't know when they're going to like officially announce it, but I know it'll be exciting for us. Um, yeah, <laughs> so um, intent. <laughs> Okay. Um, somewhere maybe in the in the state uh, would be cool. So I'm pushing awesome. for it. <laughs> awesome, dude! Count me in. You gotta you gotta use your ties there. And you yeah. have to say, hey, Fight Bananas needs our own corner. Dave, he's like the greatest guy ever. Like we gotta make this yeah. happen. So well, know, I think the thing will be um, to really rally all the the local girls to apply on their website, amateur or pro. You know and just ask to be on their event. You know, they're not like exclusive. So if you're, if you're able to do it, if you're fighting for someone else and you can come do a fight, um, I think it would be really important to have local people to, yeah. you know, pull together an event. And yeah. um, I think they're very, very close to coming to Florida. So Dude, that's awesome. let's make it happen. <laughs> I love that. That's cool. That's very cool news. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. Like I said, it just, I was following you through socials and um, also just, it was funny to see you and Cyborg together. I don't know. It's just something about it. It's yeah. just very, you guys will probably like always be linked through history, you know, just always with um, how incredible that fight was. And uh, just seeing, you can tell when you see the other fighters and like how they smile and how they much like, uh, it was cool that they were with you and they met you and that kind of thing. That's always like, uh, it's awesome to see for sure. Yeah, I sat I sat at a table, well, with my mom too, with, with Cyborg and Sarah Kaufman after the event. And we yeah. just like, we just ran into each other and hung out for an hour having a drink. Well, I don't think Cyborg was having a drink. She was training for a fight, but right, yeah, boxing <laughs> for her boxing like, debut. So I had a drink. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, it was really fun. You know, it's um, all good vibes. So awesome. The, uh, behind the scenes, did it one time? Did your mom like give you a elbow? Be like, is that the is that the woman? Did is that the one that kind of you and her got into it? Did she? Yeah. Did she pull a mom card out <laughs> they, got, they got a photo. Uh, yeah, so I think we're cycling through like everyone in my family getting a photo at some point in their life with her. <laughs> so. yeah, there you go. Very cool. <laughs> good time. Awesome. Very cool. Um, all right, let's get into it. While we're here, uh, of course, your lock pick and your phenomenal pick. Uh, UFC was off last weekend, and you were doing your thing, and I was doing my thing. And then the last time, it was funny. We kind of, I, I, I don't know what what happened. I think it was my camera. Your camera something happened. I remember, and I remember you had you picked Usman, of course. Like we all had Usman. Yeah. And I told the story like nine times. I don't want to tell it a ten. Long story short, I fell asleep. I did the UFC Fight Pass show the night before. And I had to drive through the night. One of our girls weren't feeling good. So just time and parties and stuff. So I yeah, drive through the night. I fell asleep and missed it. Uh, of course, I saw everything afterwards and all the yeah. uh, commotion afterwards. But it was just crazy what the, what Leon Edwards did and to capture that victory. Just a massive moment. Massive. 
yeah, I mean, I'm super happy for him to have you know accomplished that, and it's no secret that I didn't watch it live either. <laughs> I mean, like pay per views are rough, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I saw the the highlights in the morning. I mean, first thing in the morning, I do of course is like boom straight to it, and it's like oh my god, like that was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I still think I you know in hindsight, like I. I really thought Usman was going to win, but I was yeah, yeah, super yeah, happy yeah. for Leon. And yeah, um, yeah. that's why the fight game is so exciting and why yeah. the bets, that's why people bet on underdogs, you know, because it's, yeah. it really is lucrative when it, when it works. And it's crazy. He wasn't even like that heavy of an underdog. He wasn't even the biggest underdog on the card, you know? No, he wasn't. And, and that's, it should have been almost maybe telling that, you know, usually some of these guys like an Izzy, and, of course, Usman, a couple fights against, I think even the second one against Masvidal. And, like, what Valentina Shoshenko becomes, like, they be and Kayla Harrison, of course. Like, they become these huge, massive underdogs. Because we all know, like, you know, when you're on the top of the MMA, and, of course, upsets happen. I was with Holly Holm in Albuquerque, and I had to, right? Like, I, not even fanboy, I had to talk to her about Rousey. I just, like, it's like, I have, like, eight minutes with her. Here's a minute. I'm giving it, like, you could tell <laughs> me through. And... Upsets will always happen in mixed martial arts, but it is wild when the fighters, are, when they're on top of the like the food chain, where they're they're at their best, they go on these runs. Like we've seen Anderson Silva go on a run, and of course GSP go on multiple runs, and what Amanda has done, Valentina, and just wrote and just uh, it's it's wild what the run that Usman was on, literally a ten year run undefeated, beating the best fighters in the world, looking unstoppable. But yeah, he wasn't a huge favorite. He was big, but wasn't as big as I thought. So um, that yeah. was telling. But UFC Paris, uh, talk about a big favorite. How about Sierra Gone? He's a huge favorite this weekend. Uh, yeah. I like him a lot as well. So that's the main event. I'm kind of like spoiler alert right after the bat. But he is the biggest favorite on the card. It's wild because Tai Tuvas is on a roll and it's a heavyweight. Anything can happen. But Sierra Gone is the biggest favorite. I like him. But let's go right there. What's what's your lock? Let's start with your lock pick of UFC Paris. Yeah, well, I, I'm gonna pick Cyril Gone, but okay. yeah. But to be fair, like you said, I think the lines are off. I think Tai Tuivasa has a better chance than that. As far, I mean, like like anyone has a chance. And I know I'm sort of backtracking my pick, but Tai Tuivasa shouldn't be that big of an underdog against Cyril Gone, even though I think Cyril Gone will win. Um, yeah, and and for UFC to be in Paris, I just want to like make a note like that's super exciting. I think that's super cool. That would have been a fun one to to be a part of. I don't know. Yeah. Something about Paris is like unknown in the fight world. I mean, they've been there. Have they been there once? No, oh, they've never been first to Paris. Time. This yeah, is their first time. time. Yeah. So kind of like new territory. I think it's yeah. that's super cool that they're able to do a show there now. Yeah. And a big reason why is because Cyril gone. And that's kind of like his home turf. And he's a big deal. He's the number three heavyweight. He went to, and it's wild because. He's got like this, I don't want to say negative connotation to him right now, but he lost to Francis Nagano in a five-round you know, fight, and a lot of people in the judges' scorecards had that fight 2-2 going into the fifth. And it's like everyone's down on Gone, and he's been like unbeatable. He's like so good. He's It's wild to me. To me, he's a welterweight in a heavyweight body. He's just so smooth. He doesn't fight recklessly. He's very... Um, you know, technical and very, very cerebral, I think, uh, just watching him yeah. fight. So, like, to me, I it's one of those things, the same thing. And, I, you know, I said it and just my last one on it. Uh, I like Tai Tuivasa. He's so fun. He's great for the sport. I just think it's a really, really bad matchup. It's just, like, the opposite. Like, Tai needs a 
Derek Lewis or last time before that was Greg Hardy like this brawl, let it go, emotionally just charge fight. And Fun, yeah. the exact opposite. So I think yeah, he's, sure night. he's like the like the new breed of MMA fighter. Like he yeah. just seems so well rounded. He's got amazing wrestling. He's got great striking. Like, but I mean the wrestling in a heavyweight body is like it's like gold mine, right? <laughs> yes, it is. So, it is. Yeah, so that's my lock going okay. in. I'm totally agree with you on that. We're on the same page. So Sarah Gone is Felicia Spencer's lock for UFC Paris. How about your underdog? How about your Felicia Spencer phenomenal pick for UFC Paris? I think I maybe got it, but let's see. Let's see. What, what are you thinking? All right. Well, this one was kind of hard. I like a lot of the favorites on this card. Honestly, like I was kind of going through like, oh, yeah, favorite, favorite. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's harder it is for me to pick this person as like an underdog. I like both people in this fight. So I was like, well, this is the underdog that I like the most okay. is Vittori versus Whitaker. Okay. Um, it's a tough one because I think they're like, I think it's pretty evenly matched. But as far as like picking one of the underdogs on the card, I like it, you know, okay. so. Uh, I think he has a, a good shot and uh, I think they're both they're both like right there you know like number two I don't even know who I would consider like second to Izzy um, and both you know both likable people so I mean I think Bobby has kind of like the people's heart you know but yeah, yeah. I think Vittori's a good guy too I don't know he's, he's trying <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so before I kind of jump into Vittori and, and Whitaker and how important it is because Izzy's fighting Piera six weeks from now, eight weeks from now, and we don't know. Like, this can finally shake up the whole division because Whitaker and Vittori both lost to Izzy twice. Like, it seems like they both yeah. can't fight him. But if Alex wins in New York City six weeks from now, boom, now anything can happen. But before that, I saw uh, – I thought maybe Buckley. I, Buckley's an underdog. I thought maybe you go that way. And then I know your guy, Charles Jodane, he was closer. I know he's the favorite, but he was closer the last two, three days. And I looked on my bookie, like he's becoming a bigger favorite. I saw him this morning at 145. Yeah. It was like 115 when I like during the start of the week. So he's becoming a high favorite against Nathaniel Wood, which is that's like the sleeper fight on this card. That is such a great fight. It's a Wood fun versus one. Jodane. Yeah, Jodane always has a fun fight. So yeah. that's a really good one. Yeah. And I was, I saw his name and I was like, oh, I wonder because he, Typically yeah. is, is an underdog, you know, right. but I think we're starting to get some respect on his name, you know, <laughs> people Dude. are trying to be like, okay, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's good. That's a my name. I love that. Um, yeah. So Victoria, I, I'm a, a Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker guy. So I'm going to, yeah. I will disagree with you on this. Um, uh, yeah. Victoria can definitely do it. He has the skill set. you know, maybe it's more of a grapple and wrestling type of fight. And that might go through Victoria's way. I like that as well, but I don't know. If Robert Whitaker's not fighting Israel and Asanya, I'm going with him. Uh, he's definitely been one of my favorites for uh, 10 years in the sport. So uh, I'm going to slide. I'm going to lean a favor. I'm gonna, I'm all chalk. I'm Cyril Gaon and Robert Whitaker in the two big yeah. fights. I'm chalk city. Yeah. Just picking favorites there, you know. Yeah. You know. Nothing I'm difficult. I'm on my high so. horse. <laughs> I'm on my high horse. So I, yeah. I'm on my high horse. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, awesome. But yeah. I I would be happy for Bobby to win too, even if I took an L on that one. So either way, I'm happy. But yeah, and I don't know that it's kind of a tough one for them because I think they're just kind of, for me, I look at it as just like a fun fight that probably doesn't really mean that much. Like maybe like down the road, because if Alex beats Izzy, they're doing a rematch, right? So then it's like, if Alex beats Izzy twice, one of those guys might fight Alex, but are they going to wait that long, you know? So. It's so That's funny you bring one. that up. 
Alex already beat Izzy in kickboxing. Like, it's all well-known, right? Yeah. So if he beats him again, like, there's a little part of me, if I'm Alex Pierre and, and, and my team, right, if I'm like, like, guys, I already knocked him out. I came here to the UFC and, like, in his home court and his home turf and then fought him again and beat him. Like, I don't want to mess with that guy again. Like, there's almost – I could feel Alex saying that and saying, like, hey, maybe Izzy needs to fight one other person or two other people to get back. Israel Adesanya, like, literally this early this week is already uh, on another social media uh, podcast kind of said, like, hey, he definitely does want to do the light heavyweight again. He thinks one day to end up his career he'll be a heavyweight, which is pretty yeah. scary to say. Um, so like, I don't know, like, I just, I, I don't know, like maybe I would s assume a rematch would be in the works, but you would think that the UFC in spring of 2023 wouldn't want to do Usman Edwards and Piera Izzy back to back. Like it's just too much of the same. So maybe yeah. especially sure. Robert Whitaker wins. He's a fan favorite. It's they, the UFC knows this is the only shot of him being a champion again, if it's not Izzy. So maybe it's cool to kind of do. Whitaker and Alex and Melbourne again do that like in a really really big arena and then yeah. maybe Izzy can fight someone else not for a championship who knows and that'd be wild it, that it would can, be cool yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it would be interesting to see it play out like that um, yeah it would make things it's always nice to shake it up and not have the rematches like we see so much now but it's like the, the champions just seem to get so dominant yeah or they, even if it is only like two two or three defenses that it's like that's domination of a division right there, you know, so they kind of earn their rematch, but yeah, it's nice to cycle through more. And we all know like to, to become a champion, like what Izzy did, like Izzy had, Izzy fought Vittori on his way to the top. So yeah. to become like Charles Oliveira had to win six times, seven times. Leon Edwards had to go through the welterweight division to get the crack at it. And now right. he's the champ. He already beat so half the top 10. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Woo. It was crazy. Um, so real quick, I was in Albuquerque, met Holly home for a quick second. Uh, it was awesome time. I was at Jackson Wink for a little bit too as well. And so, yeah, I did. I had, I said to her, I was like, you know, about Rousey, you know, I know it's so long ago in a way, but like, I would just love like your mindset going into it. Or, or did you know what, you know, kind of, and how confident were you? And like, she like looked at me, she's like, no, we, we knew we were going to win. Like we knew standing up, of course, if I could just defend one judo take from Ronda, she like we all knew our team knew, uh, our gym knew that uh, I was gonna kickbox the crap out of her. And I was like, like she just her saying yeah. that out loud, like just I got chills. I was like, whoo, that's crazy, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, well, I believe it. I believe that confidence. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Well, very cool, Felicia. It's great to see you. Uh, back in Florida. So hopefully if we're here for a couple of weeks, I got to go to Orlando, the jungle. We got to do this again. There is a pay-per-view next week in Chimaev and Diaz. So maybe it's another installment at the jungle with uh, Felicia Spencer's phenomenal picks. Sounds good. Sounds sick. Okay. I'm going to time it right. You ready to punch the camera? Here we go. All right. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>